0: It's 1.40 p.m. in San Francisco, 1.40 p.m., obviously, in Los Angeles as well. And that means that we have the absolute honor and pleasure of talking to John Dwyer. John, what's up? How are you, dude?
1: Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, Uh, everybody.
0: Extremely happy to talk to you, to be honest. You know, we're uh, huge fans of your music, of you Uh, in general. It's pleasure, man. Thank you. Totally. I think we spoke, uh, I think, like a year ago, you know. And uh, now uh, it's great to talk to you again. Congrats on all of the music that you have been releasing! It's freaking, freaking, freaking amazing.
1: Oh, uh, thank you very much, man. It's a pleasure. I can't believe a year has already flown by, and so much is, sh- so much shit has happened.
0: <laughs> right? It's crazy. It is like, uh, you know, like we can't even tell that all this time has happened, uh, you know, already, and uh, it's uh, already almost October of two thousand and twenty. How? Uh, yeah, man. How has the lockdown treat uh, treat you so far? <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, obviously, I've been super busy. you got to, like, uh, stay busy to keep the wolf from the door right now. <laughs> the world is uh, a hard place to pay a lot of attention to right now because everywhere you look is tension and fighting. So, you know, I've been trying to stay busy and make art, but at the same time, it's, you got to stay uh, aware of everything that's going on, too, you know?
0: Exactly.
1: So I've been okay. I, I'm really lucky, man. We have a nice house in Los Angeles, and I have plenty of work to keep me busy, you know?
0: Totally. Well, congrats on uh, Protean Threat. What a freaking album, dude. It's amazing.
1: Oh, thanks. We tried to keep it nice and short and concise this time.
0: <laughs> 13 tracks, dude. <laughs> you did a good job yeah. in, in there, yeah? totally.
1: Yeah, under 40 minutes this time, not an hour and a half, all right?
0: That is true. That is absolutely true. Well, it's crazy. I, I, I suppose that you wanted to release this album before than uh, September 18th, when, when you released it last week, basically. Uh, we
1: were shooting for August, but okay. obviously with everything that happened, and then touring got canceled, so there was no point in rushing it, you know?
0: Exactly. Because you, th- you did that uh, rehearsal at uh, at the Cebulon in Los Angeles like six months ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all of us yeah, were Cebulon's like... The Cebulon's been I know really we, good to us. We were super excited about it. We were like, oh, oh, God, a new uh, O.C.'s album is coming.
1: Ah, oh, Right on, man, right on. Yeah, We figured it was a good time to just let everybody take a little peek behind the scenes, Because, you know, why not have a little extra something to look at for a minute,
0: you know? Of course. Yeah, totally. And it was really cool, dude, like, you know, to see you, uh, you know, in a rehearsal, like, you know, like seeing you, like, uh, communicating freely with your bandmates and everything, you know, without... you know, without worrying too much about the cameras and the shots and all that stuff? No,
1: and we decided not to edit it so it would actually be, like, our practice. That's why there's, like, minute silences in between songs while everybody tunes and everything, you know. So, we, we we were discussing early on whether or not we should put, a uh, like, a sort of comedic fake audience in between takes, but we decided not to and just keep it like our actual rehearsals are, you know.
0: Of course, totally. We appreciate that. Let's talk about uh, Protean Threat. It was released, uh, like I said, last uh, Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yep. What was the process behind this one?
1: Um, we spent a few months writing, and we wanted to, after Face or we wanted to write just, you know, more uh, tight and more sort of punk skewed record, sort of get back to our roots a little bit and have fun with it and obviously our inspirations run pretty deep, but we were listening to a lot of, or I was listening to a lot of, uh, like Crass and Faust in particular with their production, uh, like really tight production and really far out ideas. And, uh, we just wrote a lot of shorter songs this time around, you know, we tried to contain the jams a little more. Um, and, uh, that's what we came up with. You know, we, 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 recorded a lot in the studio, a lot that was coming out on other releases, but the record itself was intentionally, uh, you know, a, a tight-wrapped unit, so...
0: Totally. Definitely. And now, well, yesterday was a very busy uh, day regarding news uh, for for OCS. You guys announced uh, the release of uh, Weirdo Herdoo, a 12-inch, which includes uh, an Alice Cooper uh, cover, and uh, it yep. will be only available for pre-order. Tell us about that one.
1: Um, those are some of the longer jams we did and more far-out stuff that uh, just... Initially, we were planning on maybe having it be on the record, but I just didn't know. And then when we finished recording, we decided it would be nice for the fans of the label and the band, excuse me, to uh, you know have something that's special for them. Every year, we usually do like a small pressing of something through the label.
0: Seven.
1: And this, this time around, my partner, Matt Jones at the label, had the genius idea of having it be a pre-order, and then we see how many sell, how many we actually need, and then we would just make that amount. Totally. for the people that wanted it. You know, instead of pressing it and having it sit around or potentially go to stores, this was like something special for the fans. Yeah. So we uh, we called in our friend Brian Bamps, did the art for it, and uh, it's, the, it's the font taken from the introduction to the movie Tremors, yeah. which I'm a big fan of, and totally. uh, we just kind of ran with the idea and put it together, and we reached out to Alice Cooper. I think yeah. Alice Cooper may have gotten a copy of the song, but I can't be sure. You know, he's obviously a busy man.
0: Totally. But
1: it's a really early cover of a... A song from the band, the Spiders, the Alice Cooper band yep. early on, uh, that only, as far as I know, there are, are there's like an early garage rock version of it. But then he did another version of it called Don't Blow Your Mind. Totally. That is uh, a live version that's sort of more psychedelic and more drawn out. And that's what we leaned into. Okay, wh- You can find like boot, bootleg recordings of that on, on YouTube and stuff.
0: Totally. Why did you pick that specific song, by the way?
1: I mean, I love Alice Cooper. I grew up on Alice Cooper. But when I was a kid, one of the first records I got of his was a bootleg on cassette called Freak Out Show, which was mostly, I think, the recordings from the Love Fest, maybe in Montreal. I might have that wrong. But I really liked that record a lot. It's sort of recorded pretty lo-fi and live, but they definitely go really far out on it. It's a fantastic set of songs. That, that's all up on YouTube as well. But it just it spoke to me as a kid about... Uh, You know, they improvise a lot on and it's just a really fun album. And then, uh, you know, I I mean, I grew up listening to Alice Cooper. I got to see him live once, and I'm a big fan, and I've been waiting years to cover this song, and I finally had a band that could pull it off, so there we are.
0: There you are, exactly. And six days ago, you released Electric War, which is going to be part of Metamorphosed, that will be released on October 16th via Rock is Hell. Let's talk about that one.
1: Okay, uh, that one was songs that were from the f- half from the Face Stabber session uh-huh. and half recorded in Hermosillo, okay. down in Mexico, with okay. uh, some buddies of ours down there, and our engineer, Enrique, nice. who does live sound for us, sometimes he came with us, and we went into a little studio that was owned by the dude that runs the uh, festival down there, Posadelic, I believe it's called. Oh, hell yeah. And we just we agreed to play the festival if we could have a, a free day in his uh, studio, so we just went in the studio. And recorded some ideas, and then I brought them home and finished them in my home studio. So the uh, the longer jams on the record are the ones we brought back from Mexico. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, the, the, the songs that were from Face Dabber weren't exactly like B-sides or like Leftovers. They were just songs that physically didn't fit on the record because we recorded so much material. Of
0: course.
1: So I think it worked out kind of nicely. It's a strange little EP, you know?
0: Totally. How did and, I- uh, that? that that
1: label in Austria is really great. They do a lot of hand-made artwork. They screen print the covers for the first edition, and then they do a factory version later. But I've worked with Jochen, the guy that runs the label, on and off for years on stuff, and I really enjoy working with him.
0: Totally. How did Hermosillo treat you, by the way? I ask you because there's a great music scene in Hermosillo. I don't know why, but, you know, there's, there's, a, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of cool bands from Hermosillo. Yeah, man,
1: it's a cool little scene. It's a cool place. Nice, we had yep. a good time. You know, the show was really hectic but fun. But um, we, we hung out in the city for a couple of days and we went to the beach, you know, nearby and uh, and uh, it was really, it was just a, it was pleasant, man. I mean, I love Mexico. I love playing down there. I'd like to do it more, frankly.
0: Totally.
1: But um, yeah, we had a great time. We brought in a hand drummer whose name is escaping me right at this moment, but he plays on a couple of tracks with us and he was a total badass so that was really fun. He referred to the song he played on as Macho, which I thought was really funny. He was like, this is a really macho track. I was like, hell yeah, man. So <laughs> Let's do it. He played some really macho hand drums on it. That dude was like, he could play drums for days. Nice.
0: Totally. And then uh, December 11th, you're releasing Panther Rotate, which is a remix album of uh, uh, Protein Threat.
1: Yeah, it, there's a lot. There's a lot. I know um, that's a lot to dig through and unpack, but... Uh, yeah, we, we I set out with that idea before we went to the studio that I would do a remix version of the record because I had a month at the studio down in El Paso, in Tornillo, Texas, actually, right outside El Paso, at the Sonic Ranch. And uh, I wanted to go down there for a longer stretch of time. It was right at the beginning of quarantine, so it was kind of the perfect place to be. It's a 2,000-acre farm with nobody around and tons of equipment, so we were just mixing the record. And then every day we would mix a song for Protean Threat yep. and then go get dinner. And then nice. come back and get high and work on the remix record. So we did it one song and then the remix of that song. And then the next day we would go in and mix a regular song and then do a remix. So we did it, you know, for a couple of weeks every day. Totally, It was really fun. I've never done that before. I've never really done remixes. So
0: totally. it was
1: really interesting and uh, exciting.
0: No, it's really cool. And far out. Yeah, totally. It's really cool that you're releasing all this new music. There is like a, it's like a great way to finish a very crappy year, this 2020.
1: Yeah, I figured it was kind of a good time to just let caution to the wind, you know, and just put out whatever the fuck we want and exactly, <laughs> just let it go, you know. I mean, right now is a good time for people to listen to music, you know, so if they're a fan, maybe they'll be excited by such a plethora of stuff, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And talking about what's happening in the world right now, we're, we're really, really disgusted by, you know, by uh, the, the Breonna Taylor case. There are going to be a few protests today in San Francisco. Uh, The Bay Bridge, the uh, Golden Gate Bridge, and the Dumbarton Bridge are going to be blocked, uh, you know, with caravans, of cars. How's Los Angeles reacting to this at this moment?
1: Actually, I'm surprised um, that it's been fairly quiet uh, as of yet, but I'm sure that's not the case because Los Angeles always follows suit uh, with much of California, like San Francisco. I mean, we went to the protests down here for uh, the original Black Lives Matter protests and stuff, and it's... uh, despicable what's happening you know there's no oversight and uh i mean you can't you really can't argue with it and i feel like uh protesting is it within your rights you know you have to have your voice be heard right now we've we've had a really degrading four years in the united states of America, and uh worse than usual i would even say obviously Uh, so right now is uh it's it never it doesn't even surprise me anymore when you hear of things like this you know and that's the sad truth is that this is the norm here in america right now that um police are not supervised properly they don't have a medic on site if somebody gets hurt you know it's just the the list goes on and on with the problems yep and i think protest is an obvious answer to this right now
0: totally and we have elections coming in november i mean which are really jesus i know i know how do you feel
1: i'm excited and terrified
0: same thing man (laughs) exact same freaking thing same thing
1: everybody i know you know you're preaching to the choir man everybody we know is in the same boat right now
0: exactly well we need to go out there and uh, and vote and that's the only way we're going to be able to get absolutely absolutely there's out. no time
1: right now for somebody to say they're not going to vote it's fucking ridiculous it get is? out and let your voice be heard
0: exactly cool john wall thank you so much for taking the call i really really appreciate it and absolutely uh, man when are you coming back to san francisco by the way
1: God, hopefully soon man. I miss you guys. And yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to play as soon as they say it's okay. I'll be the first one in line.
0: Awesome because you played the chapel a, a few uh, a few a few dates uh, in October I think of 2019. That was we'll freaking see. amazing.
1: We'll see man. <laughs> we'll see when when they let me back out of the cage, you know.
0: Awesome. Okay, John. Thank you so much man. I really really appreciate it. Yeah
1: man, you take care. Take Good her. luck with everything and be well, huh?
0: Same thing man. I, I appreciate it. Thank take you. Care. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Awesome. That was John Dwyer from OCS in Rock Neto at KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco. And I think, yeah, well, this is the second time we talked to John. And, uh, yeah, the interviews that we have done with him, they're always been pretty concise. And, by the way, my apologies for the F-bombs and the S-bombs that were thrown in there. You know, uh, we're quite passionate about what's happening in in the world at this very moment. And, uh, again, our apologies to you guys here in San Francisco. But yeah, yes, indeed. Like John said, I mean, go out there, vote. We don't really have time to to be saying, "Well, I don't like Biden." Why? If I don't like Biden myself, but we need to, we need to vote, and we need to get rid of uh, of what's happening in 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 the government in, in the presidency at this very moment. So, don't even think about it. Don't even doubt it. Register to vote. Go and vote, and let's change this. And and then eventually, you know, with time, we will make sure that. Uh, uh, if Biden gets elected, he gets his stuff together and we can become a better society, a better country that we deeply, deeply needed. Let's play something by OCs. This is Scramble Suit 2. <laughs> Just listen to that beauty in Dropnet of the 8th, FM San Francisco. Scramble suit two in Rognetto. KXF with the OCs, with OCs uh, in Rognetto until four PM.